Welcome to Writing in the Dark, where two friends explore getting lost in the writing process, finding our way through rich storytelling, and the importance of creative community. With me, Julia F. Green. And me, Ralph Walker. In season two, we'll be examining the joy of making a mess while writing novels. So grab a donut, top off your beverage of choice, and join us for this conversation. I like setting up things that are heading me towards a reach or a stretch without naming what that reach or that stretch is. That's kind of what writing in the dark is. You know, it's it's that thing you're on the road and you're going in a direction, but you can't really see the destination yet. Hey, Ralph. Hey, Julia. How are you? I'm good. How are you doing? I'm doing okay. It's a dark and cold evening tonight that we're recording in, so I'm doing great. It's a dark time of year. You know, the light is running short. The days are running short. Yeah, it's weirdly the hardest month of the year because it feels like everything just comes crashing together all at once. It's so true. The calendar is jam-packed and many more things that I want to be doing in addition to what's scheduled it's dark and cold and I just kind of want to read books and rest Mm -hmm. and not do the 9 million things that are scheduled on my calendar. Julia, I think 2024 is going to be an interesting year in all the best ways. I'm really excited. We're going to take another interstellar journey. So that will be exciting. So I've been working on how long I can hold my breath and <laughs> spinning around on my desk chair to work on my G-forces. We'll mm-hmm. see. We'll see if we can Great. go a little further this year. So, yeah. Great. <laughs> but I can't wait. Are there rituals or how do you approach resolutions and goals? Yeah, it's, you know, that's an interesting question. I am definitely somebody who is you know, likes to do resolutions and set goals and do the kind of thing that helps me to kind of map out or target the things that I want to do in the coming year. Mm -hmm. What about you? Does that fit into your creative life? Or is that something that's a little different for you? I tend to do a fair amount of reflection at the end of the year. It's hard for me to look forward if I haven't looked back. And as some folks know, I love to journal. I love Mm -hmm. a good prompt. So uh, I usually find some time in the year ahead to pour a cup of tea and get somewhere quiet and kind of look back. And (laughs) I love reflection and I'm allergic to (laughs) resolutions. Well, you know, it's funny you say that because I'm a little bit terrified of reflection. So it's... uh, Mm. I'm not going to say I hate reflection. That's not that's not a true statement. But I will say when I do the kind of resolution making that I like to do, the wonderful thing is it sets me on a path. The terrible thing is Mm -hmm. that path doesn't always take me where I expect it to take me. So looking back of where I started and where I got to sometimes is a a little bit more of a not the journey I thought I was going on this day, month, year. So. Yeah. So why don't you like goals? Goals freak me out. Resolutions freak me out. As soon as I say, okay, I'm going to do this or I'm going to accomplish X, it's a huge amount of pressure and it just presses down on me really into, mm. into almost inaction. So it's not like 
I feel excited about this goal. It's, oh God, am I going to be able to do this? Probably mm. not. I better give up right now. But I am curious, like maybe I could <laughs> learn something from uh, from the resolution guy over there. Is there is the, I, is there oh, a secret? I, I don't know, Julia. Ralph? There's a secret. I mean, that's a, that's that's <laughs> quite a setup. For me, goal setting and making resolutions is really not about the achievement of what I'm trying to do. It's about what's the process that I'm going to put myself on. So, mm-hmm. you know, in some ways, it's not. I'm not a runner, so my last name is Walker. I will never be a runner. But <laughs> if I was going to run a marathon. I don't think a goal would be for me to write down to say, go run a marathon next year. I think a goal for me would be to say Mm -hmm. something along the lines of um, get up in the morning every day and put on your sneakers. You know, something I know I'm capable of accomplishing that is setting me in a direction Mm -hmm. towards something that maybe is a reach Mm -hmm. without necessarily naming what that reach or that stretch is that's kind of what writing in the dark is, you know, it's, it's that thing you're on the road and you're going in a direction, but you can't really see the destination yet. Um, Hmm. I don't know. Does that, does that make some sense to you? I don't like, is that different than what you think of when you think of as goals? You know, it's a little bit different. One of the words that you use that really speaks to me is process Mm -hmm. using goals to create a process that's kind of supportive. And maybe there is a long-term goal or a, you know, pot of gold at the end of the rainbow, but just what does a process look like? I'm process I like, process I can do. Mm-hmm. And there's so much that matters about how we, well, for me, the like languaging of goals matters. So mm-hmm. as you said, if the goal is run a marathon, that scares me. But yeah. if the goal is put on your running shoes, go outside and run to the end of the block. I think, oh, I could probably do that. Do that every day or every other day. Yeah, I could probably do that. So process is a word that is near and dear to my heart because I I think there's a lot about, you know, control that comes up with goals and resolutions and the process and how I show up and what effort I personally put in. Those are things I have some agency around. Yeah, no, I think it's a really, really good point. I, I think... For me too, it's the the resolution piece of goal setting for me is kind of saying, well, how could I tweak my process? Like, mm. like my process has been working in a certain direction. I feel like I'm moving towards something. What could I do different? What are the things within my process that are in my control that I can make that adjustment and maybe get a little bit closer to a bigger goal or a bigger reach? you kind of almost want to trick your brain, right? If I do this one little thing, it's not such a big deal, but you do it many times, it it adds up, you know? Mm -hmm. For me, and I'll be curious to ask you this question a second. Um, I think that's part of too, like the habits that I've built for myself, they haven't just happened, right? You know, the, the idea of like getting up early in the morning to write, every day didn't start out that way. It started out as, oh, I'm going to get up on Monday and I'm going to write a little bit, you know, and then four or five, six months later, it was like, all right, well, maybe I'll do this Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and then kept building and expanding off of that into a point where it was really rigorous and it was something that was consistent. Yeah. So a funny thing, another reason that resolutions and goals 
freak me out is because there's a lot of structure associated with them quite often. <laughs> yes. And another thing that scares me is structure. Um, <laughs> and I, I have habits. I have habits and routines and I write every morning. I don't get up at 5 a.m., but I get up and that's the first thing I do. And also I operate a lot around intuition. So I don't have a lot of firm must do, try this, these days, this much time. It's more, oh, I feel like writing by hand. Let me give that a shot. But I think it's important to say that the reason I can rely on my intuition is because I've tried a lot of stuff. Mm -hmm. And it's what you were saying too, that you can't kind of create a habit without giving it a good, honest try. I would say the one thing I can be pretty sure of is first thing in the morning, I'm going to put pen to paper physically, because that's really important for me. And maybe it's for 10 minutes, maybe it's for an hour. You know, Julia, it's funny, because in what you just said, one is that you're an improviser. And I know, I know full well that you're also someone who's imaginative, and you give yourself space, and in some ways, rigor in terms of flexing that muscle of putting those ideas down on the page on a consistent basis. And mm -hmm. that doesn't, that's not about the time of day. It's yeah. about giving yourself the permission and the room to go for that walk in the woods or, you know, pull out that note card in the random coffee shop and mm -hmm. put something down. And that's just as important as the rigor of, I'm going to put my butt in the chair at the same time, the same place every day. Yeah, I appreciate that. And I think I'll add that, you know, I some of it is, you know, I think about NaNoWriMo, right? Mm. Like, write yeah. 1,667 words every day in November. And to me, that says I'm not training for the marathon in the right way um, yeah. and need to make some adjustments. So I've never done NaNoWriMo. I have done... Uh, Jamie Attenberg, the novelist, runs mm -hmm. a challenge quite frequently called A Thousand Words of Summer, although it doesn't always happen in the summer anymore. Yeah. Write, a, write a thousand words a day. And I learned actually through doing A Thousand Words of Summer, I have no damn problem writing a thousand words. I'll write 10,000 words and they will be Terrible. garbage. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't read them, but I know. <laughs> yeah. You know, National Novel Writing Month. NaNoWriMo, I want to be really clear. It's an amazing community and it's an yeah. amazing event. Um, I will say for myself, I have only ever failed at NaNoWriMo. <laughs> you know, it's easy to get up that first day and be like, okay, I'm going to go get, you know, yeah. 1,667 words. Look, I got 1,800 words. Awesome. That's great. And then shit, I got 1,100 words today. I'm behind. And then I hit that point and it's, I'm paralyzed. Forget it, you know? Yeah. I'm curious, as you look to the year ahead, mm -hmm. how do you conceive of it? What are your goals and plans, if any? Or Yeah, I mean, I'm in the early stages of thinking about mm -hmm. that. And, and I really do think pretty deeply about my goals and resolutions mm -hmm. before I really put them to paper. But one of the things that's been consistent for me and will definitely be in my mix for this coming year is very much about having that regularity or rigor to at least 
four to five days a week to get up and have that kind of peaceful time to myself to be able to write. One of the things I've been thinking about a lot and building in time that is actually handwriting, building in time where it's like, okay, your goal today is to fill three note cards. Mm. Not necessarily get, you know, if you get more than that, great. You know, back to your point about is it better to do a thousand words a day or is it better to write one great sentence a day? But building that in with consistency and rigor um, is really what makes the difference. So the, those mm. are the kinds of things I'm thinking about for my resolutions. Mm-hmm. The other one I will say is, um, you know, making space. And mm. whether that be a personal retreat or a group retreat, I think the idea of space and time that's really mm-hmm absolutely devoted to my creative process. There's so much value in that, at least for me there is. And, and I think I think for most people there is. But Tremendous. I think there's tremendous value in making that space. And I love the phrase making space because it's not a resolution or a goal of this many hours or this long mm-hmm. retreat. It's just where is there space? I work with people where, you know, space is an hour, space is 10 minutes. But What's interesting about my journey as a writer is I became a person who went on writing retreats because I had a very demanding full-time job. Mm-hmm. And I was a, in a in a desperate place and a friend sent me a list of residencies and I applied and I got one and I went, wow, this is really powerful to have um, this space and time to myself and rest assured, I will be retreating. <laughs> I love the word escape and I love the word retreat yeah. um, for a lot of different reasons. And it, it's funny as you talk about it, sometimes creating a retreat or an escape, it's not necessarily driving off into the woods and leaving your family mm-hmm. behind and doing all yeah. that. I know a lot of people where that's not your day-to-day reality. And it's mm. how, how do you create from a process standpoint, how do you create these miniature escapes or retreats? you know, in your own house, in your own neighborhood, um, that can be effective. So, so we make these intentions, we set these goals, we have some plans. What do you do when Mm -hmm. you have the sense or the concern that you might not be on your way to where you wanted to be headed? What do you do when things get off track? Oh, you mean like looking back at my goals and seeing, oh, there's a few things on here that I haven't touched all year long. Amazing. Um, (laughs) One of the things I try to do, although it is absolutely a slippery slope um, in my own goal setting and resolution work, is to measure the effort, not the results. Mm -hmm. The end of the calendar is the end of the calendar, right? Just because it's December 31st doesn't mean that the clock strikes 12 and it's like, Julia did not finish a book. <laughs> boom, boom. Like that's not how that works. Um, but the calendar's arbitrary, yeah. right? It doesn't matter. It's it's what is working for you, what is working for what, what is going to feed you creatively and personally um, in all of this. Mm-hmm. So. So I think that's I think that's really important to point out. So I have a goal that in the next amount of time I'm going to finish a draft of my book and that requires writing an ending. And I am running out of time to write that ending and I don't really know what it is. And I have this kind of clarity of mind that I may or may not write an ending and mm-hmm. whatever happens 
by the end of the year, I'm going to declare victory. I'm going to say that I've written a first draft of this book. It's not like when the calendar turns, I'm suddenly going to have a different book on my hands or be a different writer. It's just, I'm just going to keep going. When I work with folks who have that awareness of, ooh, I set a goal and I'm nowhere near it, and this is really a lot different than I thought it was, I celebrate where they have been and what they have accomplished. Um, And yes, when people have those moments of panic, we also talk after Mm -hmm. the kind of emotion subsides about like, okay, you still want to get to that goal. How can we get there? Let's make a plan and let's make it process-oriented. It's so interesting to hear you say that. I think when we talk about goal setting, it's really easy to get to the how of goal setting. But the other piece is the why, right? Why am I doing this? And why am I setting these goals? And sometimes it's about exploring things and seeing the world, internal growth or personal fulfillment. It can be any number of things. But I think pairing the, the measurable and the pragmatic goals with the aspiration of the individual emotion is a really nice way to get into it. Um, I also think you said this inherently, but I want to, I want to underline it um, and be specific about it. I think that we as a culture are not that good at forgiving ourselves Mm. when we choose to reset. Mm -hmm. Um, There are times where, you know, I've had this, I'm sure you've had something similar where I've put months and months into a project and realized that it wasn't the right project. And I needed Mm. to kind of say, okay, I've worked on this for a period of time. This was the book I thought I was going to do this year. And I'm five months into it and I realize, you know, maybe this isn't the right book. Maybe I need yeah. to set this is set this story aside and try something else. You know. Right. Yeah, I agree with you completely. We have such a challenge in our culture with uh forgiveness, pivoting, changing, stopping. Whereas it can be really brave to say, Oh, I don't think doing this anymore is what serves me best. I also, you know, remind myself that whatever we do right is training, even if even if those words aren't going to necessarily make the final cut or that project is going to come to completion. I think one thing that's really challenging is I do try to approach things with a beginner's mind, which is to say that, like, you know, if I if I crash the car last week, I'm not going to get up in the morning and have my first thought be, how is this going to go today? Am I going to make a mess out of something else? Am I, you know, mm-hmm. am I doing the right kind of work? But there's an effort in saying like, okay, how can I reset? Today is a new day. Mm-hmm. Where do I want to take my work and where do I want to let it take me regardless of what's happened the day before or the 365 days before? Yeah, you play the Groundhog Day game, right? Right. And and do the thing where it's like, yeah, I crashed the car yesterday. Well, maybe I'll drive faster today. Let's see what happens, <laughs> right? You know, I, I think one of the things that I hear you saying, um, mm. I'm going to point back at you again for a second, is I hear you saying that you actually are pretty good at setting goals. <laughs> um, you don't like to admit it. Maybe. Um, I've gotten better at it. 
Historically, I haven't liked goals. They've frightened me. And over mm -hmm. the years, I have a system that actually does work. And there are goals involved. I still, I don't know. I don't like that word. <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> yeah. And I think I've learned, you know, the corollary and the inverse from you, which is, you know, I've seen you set bigger goals. I'm going to finish this draft by this date. I'm going to finish this revision. I'm going to get through these 100 pages in watching you do them. I've given myself permission to give them a shot. Mm -hmm. And it hasn't been as terrible as I thought it would be, <laughs> which is great. <laughs> yes, agreed, agreed. One of the things that I have found to be very successful for me, and I think you're starting to see some success with this yourself, is when I say the goals that I have out loud in a little bit of a public forum, and it I find that very motivating and I find that to be one of the things that kind of helps me in the process because it helps me to kind of draw out a community of people who have mm -hmm. similar experiences. Um, I'm, I am curious, you know, I think one of the things about goal setting, there is the point at which you make a commitment. You say, okay, I'm going to write this down on paper. Or I'm going to say it out loud. And I, I'm just curious what your thoughts are on that. Yeah, I think the piece that has been the pleasant surprise is my phobia of goals tracks back to some of this cultural stuff where I'll state a goal and some power on high will say, well, how are you going to do that? And when are you going to do that? And you better do that. And the reality that I've encountered, partly from watching your model, is that when you go to your people and you say, mm -hmm. hey, I think I'm going to finish a draft of this book by the end of the year, mm -hmm. the response that I've gotten is, oh, my God, that's awesome. I'm so excited. That's so great. And yeah. that is literal energy that I take back to my desk. And it's a huge shift from sitting alone and worrying, where am I going to get to? How's it going to happen? And instead knowing wow, I told this person and they're rooting for me. And I told this person and they're rooting for me. And I told this person and that person said, hey, if you get stuck or you feel discouraged, you know, reach out. And so when I'm alone at my desk, there's actually this like imaginary set of people in the bleachers behind me cheering and, mm -hmm. you know, making all that excited sports noise that I don't know anything about because I don't watch sports much. Um, and, <laughs> and that feels, you know, that feels energetically super different. Yeah, a, a thousand percent. And I think the other thing about it is when you start to do that and somebody else in your people comes right. forward and says, hey, I'm kind of doing the same thing. And then <laughs> suddenly you're like, oh, wait, you're doing that one and I'm doing this. That's pretty cool. Yeah. You know, as solitary as the writing is, you are not alone. Yeah. And that feels really amazing when when you find that. But also being a little bit vocal about some of the things that you're trying to do attracts other creatives mm -hmm. to be there to help root you on and be like, yeah, I'm doing the same thing. Thanks for joining us today. If you enjoyed this conversation, we hope you'll subscribe and share. We'll be back again soon with more thoughts on living a creative life. To learn more about us, you can find our links and social media handles in the show notes. Keep writing in the dark. We'll see you there. <laughs>